even though I have not gotten pregnant in many, many years, I do not subscribe to saying I'm infertile. I do not subscribe to that belief because it doesn't feel good in my bones. I've never felt that. We've gotten all the baseline tests done and nothing has ever been found to explain why we haven't gotten pregnant. And for me, that has always confirmed my deepest feeling. And I could be wrong about this because I'm in the middle of my story. I could be wrong about this, but that this is all just timing. This is all timing. My children are waiting and I have a feeling of the amount of children and the genders. I've had a lot of these intuition hits through the years. I don't think I'm going to say this out loud just because, I mean, I could be wrong. I have it written down. We'll see what the future holds. But my children are waiting for a very specific time. My soul contract, my husband's soul contract, my child's soul contract all have to align so perfectly for the benefit of each of our souls. It is a triangle and it all has to align. There was a year or two where I absorbed the typical classic victim mentality of infertility. I subscribed to that belief system for a little bit and it was horrible. Everyone was so lucky except for me. I was a victim to God. Poor me. God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you withholding this from me? While acting like everyone else's lives were so perfect and blissful just because they had a child. Then I started listening to all of my friends with children. I realized, wow, their lives were not perfect. They did not, boom, magically become blissful and happy just because they birthed a child. When you really listen to parents, really listen, they basically are saying parenthood is straddling between heaven and hell every minute of the day. It's the hardest thing you will ever do in your life, but it's also the best thing you will ever do in your life. The highs are high, but the lows are low. And when we have this desire to become a parent, we shut out all of the hard stuff. We shut out listening to people that tell us their hell, their, their lows, and we only focus on the highs and the, and the bliss we think that comes with it. I think it's because that's how the human race survives. We are also narcissistic in believing that we will be a better parent and we will not have the challenges our friends are having. We will be so much better. And we have to believe that because that's the only reason people choose to have a child. They think they will be better, it will be easier for them, and they will be happier. So I basically got my head out of the sand and realized that everyone I know intimately that was a mother did not magically morph into this happy, 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 happy person right when they birthed a child. If that were the case, I think everyone would have 15 kids because that's how blissful parenthood is with each child. But instead, people stop at like two kids because it's so challenging. And of course, you know, people make decisions with kids with money. But I just was watching all these people through the years want parenthood, strive for parenthood. And then once they have one, they're like, oh my God, ah, it's hard. I don't know if I, I might only want two. People kind of suddenly just like reverse and they stop. And it's, it's so interesting to witness. 
And of course, there are the people who thrive in parenthood and do choose to have 10 kids because they love being a mother or a parent that much. Of course, that happens. And we all hope and wish we are that parent. But it's just not true. Not everyone is. Not everyone like gets that lucky. So my big moment that shifted me out of victim mentality, which is poor me, poor me. It was a really big moment. I was on vacation, walking the beach, and I saw so many cute little kids and women with pregnant bellies, and it just jilted my energy. I became I became like mad, sad, annoyed. And then my husband tried to hold my hand and I shoved it away because my energy was that jilted. Then a little bit later, I recognized this energy pattern that happens all the time when you're in this victim mentality where every time a pregnancy announcement is announced, you get jilted because you're, you're envious, you're jealous. You're like, why not me? Poor me. So in this moment that I for once recognized this pattern, I told God, I'm done with this. I am done with this feeling. I am done causing my own suffering. I want to be done with this victim pattern. And no joke. Days later, it was like two or three days later, my marriage broke. We were done. And my entire mind shifted from babies, babies, babies to only wanting and needing my husband. And the furthest thing from my mind was a baby. In two days, I don't know if God answered my prayer or what the heck happened, but in two days, the only thing I wanted was my husband and the last thing on my list was a baby. I firmly believe this is the event I needed to whip my butt into shape and to realize that I've had the most incredible husband in front of me this whole time and not recognizing this gift Instead, I was focusing on the one thing I thought I didn't have. This is how we diss God. We focus and whine about the one thing we think we don't have instead of recognizing everything that we do have, all the blessings that we have been blessed with. We don't focus on that. We focus on our one little lack. I was humbled. I was so humbled. I needed to lose my husband to get my priorities in order because you know what? What is the purpose of a child if I don't have my husband alongside me? I realized that our relationship was actually so fragile. And had I become pregnant and had a big life change like having a child, I know we would have broke. I know for 100% certainty in fact, if I had a child the minute I thought I wanted a child, our marriage would have broke because it was so fragile. Suddenly, my priorities shifted. And now I wanted a child whenever we had the most stable, firm, solid foundation. That was the only way I wanted a child was if I knew we were strong enough and firm enough that we could withstand anything that came our way. And I honestly think we're just now getting there. It has been years and years and years of repairing and getting this solid foundation. And I feel like we're just now getting there and we still have a ways to go. So then this made me realize 
that not getting pregnant is the least important thing in the whole entire world. Because I have watched people get pregnant super easily one time, and then their marriages fall apart. Then they're a single parent. I have watched people get pregnant super easily and then become extremely unhappy humans. I have watched people get pregnant so fast and then after they have the child, their health fails and then they can't be the parent they envision because their body doesn't have the health to run and play with their child. No journey is perfect. We all win some, we all lose some in drastically different ways. This is why we have to stop comparing. You have your journey. I have my journey. We all have these completely different scenarios uniquely based on exactly what we need to heal, change, grow. Someone might be able to get pregnant so fast and so easy, but then that child, say, horribly, they develop cancer like years later, and then they have to walk through that. Can you even imagine that path? We all have our own tragedies. None of us are shielded from pain because this is how we grow. This is happening to me for my growth. And other things are happening to you for your growth. Another super humbling moment for me was realizing that I was not desperate enough to be a parent because I imagined if I had to pay like $30,000 and fill out all this paperwork as if I'm going through an adoption, that I wasn't desperate enough to be a parent because I didn't want to pay for a child. I didn't want to go through all this paperwork. Basically, I don't feel like I am ready to adopt because I am not desperate enough to be a parent. So how I spend my money and how I spend my time with all this paperwork, it's not truly what I want yet because I'm not willing to do it. So I realized, okay, so if I'm not willing to spend all this money and do all this paperwork, I'm not desperate enough. And then I realized, oh my gosh, people, how many people in this world would actually pay $30,000 and do, you know, a boatload of paperwork, just like an adoption process to get their own child? How many people would actually do that? I personally don't think that many. I think getting pregnant on your own is the easiest and the laziest thing for the majority of humans on this earth. And that's the truth of why we have kids. Because for most people, the barrier to entry is easy and fun. Like, you don't have to pay $30,000. And you don't have to do all of these strict guidelines to get your house ready to have a child. Like, a fence and all these fire alarm systems that you have to do in adoption. So because I was gifted this gift of time, I have reflected a lot about everything I've been able to reflect on the simple question of why do I want a child? And for many years, it was to become happier, to be more blissful and joyful. That's what I wanted. That's what I desired. And it is truly because in my childhood, my perception of motherhood was that it was unicorns, rainbows, bubblegum, butterflies, the whole works. Because all of the mothers around me all had a lot of children 
and everything seemed so happy and effortless. Like breastfeeding was a breeze. They, they, the messages of motherhood was that it was fulfilling and happy and amazing. And it probably was for these parents. I know my mom loved motherhood. She felt like she thrived in it. And that's what I concluded from parenthood and motherhood was that it was this ultimate fulfilling, happy land. So of course, that's what I desired from a young age. I, I always wanted to be a young mom because I really always thought it would complete me and fulfill me even more than marriage. And yes, it is probably true for some people. Of course, we all have our own journeys, our own experiences. But what I was becoming to realize is that Parenthood is just an external way that we try to gain happiness, just like money. It's an external way that we think will fill up our entire love tank, our entire happiness tank. And if we haven't done any of the work of understanding who we are or what our joy is or what our passions are, it's going to fizzle out. It's not sustainable. So through the years, I knew I wanted it just to up-level my happiness. But I can do that without being a parent. I could try to, you know, set my soul on fire in so many different ways. And that's what I've been doing for years. This gift of time has given me the gift of relearning who I am. I've spent these years discovering my passions, discovering who I am, reading books, having conversations... I am truly learning what makes me tick, what makes me happy, what brings me joy, and I am doing it. And I am the most happy I've ever been in my entire life. So now I feel like a child will probably just compliment me and bring highs and lows. Like I know my life is so freaking easy right now. It's so easy. Like I, (laughs) not getting pregnant is the hardest obstacle and it's not even hard anymore because I shifted my perspective of it it's the hardest obstacle in my life and I mean that is just not much to complain about so what I thought was my curse years ago it ended up being my miracle my miracle of time my miracle of this journey back to myself in this journey I am learning how to tap into my intuition learning the voice of my intuition and gaining so much clarity in my intuition And you know what you need in motherhood? Intuition. Of course you don't need it. But if you're not using your intuition in motherhood, you're using all logic. And that will only lead to a small little level of peace. Because when you follow your mother intuition, that is what gives you peace. For example, if a doctor tells you to do something you know you don't want to do, and you don't listen to your intuition, you will not have peace. If you do what the doctor tells you to do and your intuition says otherwise, you will be wrestling in your mind, in your body, that what you're doing is wrong and that you know you're abandoning your own intuition. On Mother's Day last year, I received a message from Spirit when I was doing inspired writing, when I write to my intuition, you know, whatever you want to call it, and the message came through that I have not birthed a child yet, Because I am learning clarity in my intuition. And the path of motherhood will be so much easier and more joyful and less fearful 
when you learn to tap into your intuition. I am whole. I am perfect. I don't need to change anything. I do not need to become anything because I am already a mother to my cat. I am a mother to the voiceless. I already carry this mother energy. I do not need to change anything. Just continue being a student to my intuition and learning greater clarity because once I have a child and I can use this intuition, it will truly be an easier path. And that's what I want. Why would I not want an easier path and a more joyful path in motherhood? That's the goal. That's everyone's goal. But I'm very crystal clear in how that goal will come to fruition. And it's by learning the voice of my intuition and honoring that. This journey has also brought me from a surface level relationship with my creator, the divine God, to a full-blown daily embodiment. Like I cry tears of joy almost daily because I finally know and feel my creator, my own soul, the divinity within me. I am now trained to see miracles that pass by everyone else because they're too busy to notice. I am learning how to slow down my life and become intentional with everything. When I'm outside walking, I try to notice every leaf, every bug, every bird, the clouds when I'm walking because that is intentionality. That is slowing down to the present moment. And I really, truly believe when you have a child, this is what they come in and teach you. So I feel like all of these lessons and all of these clues keep leading me to embodying all of this energy that will be so necessary when I have a child. Like two years ago, I got the call to stop working so much and slow my life down. So I have been learning that weeding my yard is my most fulfilling task because I am so present. It is a meditative state and I am intentional and I am present and I stop doing. I am in the business of being and that is what babies do. That is what children do. And you know what adults do? They get them out of that state. They say, get onto my time clock, rush, 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 We literally pluck children out of their present beautiful moments and into our schedule, our time, go, 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 do, 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 and we stop being and we don't learn what they're here to teach us. So I'm practicing this without a child and this is just how my journey is panning out. This is my journey and it's freaking amazing. You know what I'm getting? From all of this present moment slowing my life down and COVID definitely helped with that, but I was already doing it before COVID. Like before COVID, I decided not to travel. And so, and I took way less weddings because I'm a wedding photographer. So COVID, I was already prepared for COVID because I felt my soul saying, slow down, start noticing all the blessings that are in front of you. And from that, I am so happy I am so joyful every single day because every day I spend it the way I want, the way my soul wants, needs, desires. I do only what makes me happy. (laughs) And that's how people can think I'm selfish or childish. 
But what if you only did what made you happy? You would be happy. Another earth-shattering moment for me that shifted everything was years ago when I was hoping for a pregnancy, a positive pregnancy test, which by the way, I don't even take those anymore. I don't, I don't even take pregnancy tests because I just feel like, I don't know, if I miss my period, then I'll go and buy one. But I stopped buying them and using any because I realized, what would I do if I got a positive pregnancy test? And if I was very, very honest with myself, what would I feel and what would I do? I realized that the minute I would see those two lines is the minute all of my anxiety and control would be transferred to my pregnancy. It is the moment I would feel like I have something to lose. It would be the moment that my anxiety from waiting to get a positive pregnancy test just transferred to now, oh my God, keeping this pregnancy alive and making sure nothing happens to it. I realized that I was using a positive pregnancy test to calm my anxiety until the next thing that would trigger my anxiety popped up. Then I would need another external source to calm that anxiety. Because we're using that anxiety calmer, that external thing, in this case, a positive pregnancy test, to calm my fears. And we all do this in so many different ways in life. Like nudging your partner. Hey, I want to get engaged. I want to get engaged. Because we have this anxiety about this unknown of the future or our lack of control. And then we think an engagement ring will cure our anxiety. No, it only cures our anxiety and calms our anxiety for a few weeks or for for a few months until the next thing comes along. Oh, he's not helping planning the wedding. He doesn't even care. And then you have anxiety about your partner isn't really into this and you don't and he doesn't want you. If you don't hear your inner fear and your inner anxiety and you cannot learn to relax and surrender so fully trusting the process of life, God's plan, every single anxiety will transfer to another life circumstance. Maintaining a healthy pregnancy, keeping a newborn alive, worrying about the one million trillion things your teenager is up to. The anxieties will never stop unless you address it. I think God gives us these opportunities to master trust and we oblige or we use our free will to just stick to our own agenda and control even more. Because it's not happening on my time clock. So I have to make it happen. I have to take the reins more, tighter. I see people say the words, I trust God. But the minute they're tested through a challenge, the constant worry and fear in their mind is proof. They don't believe God is in charge or that God has their back. What takes up the most space in our mind whether it's worries, fears, gratitude, wonder, anger, it's a reflection of what we really believe, of, what, of who we are. We have to pay attention. So whatever season of waiting you're in like me, waiting for a child, waiting to get engaged, waiting for your future lover, 
what is in your mind and the worries and anxieties inside of you, that is what you really believe. If you are constantly in worry and anxiety, you don't believe God has your back and that everything is panning out for your benefit. You can say the words, I trust God, but your actions and your mind tell you where you're really at. Pay attention. Something I love to do is I imagine all the stories, all the people that, you know, struggled to have a child and then eventually they, you know, had a child or they adopted or however their story panned out, 99% of them wouldn't change a thing. They wouldn't change the struggle because their story ended in the most magical, magical way with the child they were meant to have. Same with people who wait for a long time for a lover, for a partner. When they finally find that partner, they wouldn't change their story. The struggle, the waiting, was a part of their story. And they got their happy ending. It is very rare when someone doesn't have their happy ending. This is what I see and this is what I believe. The ones that don't have a happy ending probably never believed that they would. Something that I don't have a low amount of is hope. (laughs) I have too much hope. I have exponentially enough hope for everyone in the world and I can't help it because I've seen firsthand the hardest things I have gone through in my life were perfect for me. My dad's death opened my entire heart, mind, soul to a whole way of spirituality away from religion that made me feel comforted, peace. Like, yes, this makes sense. This is the way it's supposed to feel. I found God. I found my way back to myself from my dad's death. That was the beginning. And then when my marriage broke, it saved us. If our marriage didn't break, it would have at some point. It would have, you know, parenthood would have broken us because our foundation was way too cracked, way too fragile. And we were clueless. We were not attuned to our marriage. And we had to break in order to rebuild and to become the relationship that I always wanted and envisioned. And now, not getting pregnant for many years This was the journey back to myself, figuring out what makes me happy, what makes me joyful, what are my passions, who am I? Now I know exactly who I am. I discovered my intuition. I discovered so many things throughout this gift of time that I probably wouldn't have learned if I had a child the minute my mind thought I was ready. I was also faced with my control issues. If I had a child in the midst of being a control freak, I would have been the authoritarian parent that is like, I'm going to shape you into the person I want you to be instead of honoring the soul that they came here to be. I would have been that parent. This is what I'm learning. This is what I learned. I also learned how to trust God, like truly trust God because All of the twists and turns and pain in my life were actually so perfect. And there are twists 
I would have never chosen for myself. It is not my life story I would have written. But once I've lived through them, I would relive them in a heartbeat because of the lessons and the growth I have gained. I am telling you, hands down right here, I would not trade these years of waiting for anything. I have found myself. I have faced my control issues. I have surrendered so much to God. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be, exactly where I'm at. And I am so, so grateful. This is not fake positivity. This is years and years of awareness and mental, emotional, spiritual work. This is a path that is available to anyone that is willing to do the work. It's worth it because it feels amazing. Victimhood, poor me mentality, and subscribing to that belief system feels horrible. Why? Why do we want to induce that self-suffering on ourselves? That's a choice we make. I made that choice and it was negative, dark. It was full of envy. It was not fun. But that was the contrast I needed to then take my empowerment back and say, I do not choose this anymore. I do not want to be a victim to God. I don't want to be a victim to anything. I want to own my power. I want something else and I chose different. And you can too. If you're in a waiting phase in your life, just start by appreciating all that you have. Make a gratitude list every single day. Because what happened to me is that I had to lose the thing, the most precious thing, my husband. I had to lose that in order to appreciate it. But that's not what has to happen to you. You can start appreciating all that you have now without losing it. This is, this is why we lose things. It's because it teaches us a lesson. But if you start appreciating what you have now, you don't have to lose it. Ask yourself what it is that you want from parenthood or marriage or whatever you're in the season of waiting. Ask yourself why you truly want that thing and be honest. I used to think it was because I wanted more happiness. Well, I just went and got happiness through the past few years. Now, why I want parenthood? It's a completely different answer. It's all very selfish. I want the human experience of pregnancy, of birth, labor, parenthood. I want that human experience. But if God doesn't want to give me that human experience, I will adopt. But a huge part of this for me is having the human experience of pregnancy and of birth. And my second reason is that I want to teach little people And I realize they don't have to be my own children, but I want this experience of living day to day with a child teaching them emotions. And I want to be an emotion coach. That is what a parent is. And that's where I think parents have lacked for decades. It took me 30 years to simply know how to observe a feeling in my body and name the feeling and voice the feeling. This is what my husband and I are currently working through is literally the simple task of feeling a feeling, saying, 
I am very frustrated right now. And I need to go have some alone time to deal with this frustration. Or I'm very frustrated right now. I need to take some deep breaths so I can just relax for a little bit. My husband and I are relearning and rescripting how to feel and talk about emotions, like kindergarten level stuff that we didn't learn our whole lives. And what we're relearning is what I want to teach our children. I want to be an emotion coach. But I can't be an emotion coach without learning about emotions. And that's the phase I'm in right now. That's the phase he's in right now. So I'm realizing us repairing our communication styles and tactics and repairing our marriage, that foundation, that strong foundation, it's all tactics that I can take into parenthood, which to me is mind-blowing. Years ago, when I thought I was ready for a child, I didn't know anything about emotion coaching. Now it's the most passion I have for a topic. During this time of waiting, I discovered my passion for emotions and for doing like therapy type of work, um, this topic of conscious parenting, which can all be applied to marriage. Conscious parenting is literally just reflecting what is inside of you, your feelings, your triggers, and being more present with your child. So being more present with your spouse and using moments of conflict for connection. That is what this way of marriage that I believe in is about, but that's also conscious parenting. Conscious parenting is using moments of hardship to connect with your child. Connection over correction. That's it. And that is literally what I'm trying to do in my marriage. And that's what we're relearning. And that's how this path is so perfect. I hope I'm spelling this out. I hope I am showing you that the universe is always supporting you in every moment of life. I hope I am showing you all of these growth opportunities that are here for you in your season of waiting, whatever, whatever it is for you. There are opportunities for you to learn and grow if you will open your heart and say yes. Yes.